it's the extra yard here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I got two guys filling in in the Troy chair today. I got Hussam Patel. I got Louis D. Song below. And yeah, on this episode, we are going to talk about Dolphins offseason needs, but we might sneak in a couple more things, anything that will make Lewis rant. And I want to remind people that the show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy made easy. And if I, there you go, sign up with our code five F I V E, and they're going to match your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. And guys, if you haven't signed up yet at Prize Picks, I can't think of a better day than now because the Heat feels like they haven't played in like a month and a half, and they're taking on Milwaukee tonight. You can uh, you can pick those over unders, make your selections, and if you get all your selections correct, you win cash. Uh, so I, I think what I can uh, wind Lewis up with is. I did a spot this morning uh, with my dudes on uh, on the Miami Sports Music Network, and uh, and my my guy TD Finn's talk was part of the panel, and I love TD, and and TD brought up something interesting today. You know, he's not really the biggest fan of Tua, um, but he brought up you know with all this Caleb Williams chatter, you know, um, we had a conversation yesterday, Husam, you and I, about how listen, uh, Caleb Williams is probably going to end up being like a number one or number two overall, overall pick. And, you know, the Dolphins, I would not expect them to be bad enough to be in position to draft him. But TD brought up something that, hey, in this day and age of NIL, and I'm sure Caleb Williams is making seven figures, if he really, really, really wanted to go to a certain team, you know, you could play hardball if you wanted to because you have some leverage, right? I mean, John Elway's leverage back in the day was professional baseball. Uh, You know, the leverage that Caleb Williams could use if he really wanted to be a Miami Dolphin was – I can stay at USC for an extra year and make millions of dollars playing college football if the team that, you know, if, if I don't go to the team that I want to go to. I mean, he could do that. I don't know why he would risk his potential NFL career because right now he's riding why would he high. that much money too? That's the other thing, Lewis. Mm. If he's going to be the number one overall pick, why would you give up that much money as well? Exactly. So that's the thing you have to consider because a lot of people are going to act like, this guy, oh, he really loves the Dolphins. So a lot of people love the Dolphins. A lot of people grew up watching the Dolphins. A lot of people yeah, wanted me. to be fans of the Dolphins. That doesn't mean that they're going to ride their whole career on joining the Dolphins. Like, there are a lot of teams that he could get similar uh, production out of. So the fact that we're talking about Caleb Williams right now, once again, <laughs> like, first of all, we don't have the draft capital for that. So that's no. a pipe dream right in and of itself. So yeah. get over that. Number two. We already have a quarterback, and uh, oh. we, can, we can talk about that if we want to, but we can actually get into the actual topic at hand. I know you're trying to get a rant out of me, but that's, <laughs> this is all the ranting I'm doing. Did I succeed, Husam, in getting a little bit of mini rant out of Lewis? Yeah, um, I, I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is probably going up on the, uh, the official verified account later today. Yeah, I love it. But I did want to, uh, I did want to talk about team needs for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, and I guess, Lewis, let me start with you on this because Hussam and I got like a, we got a little bit into this yesterday, like right when the episode was about to end, we got a little bit into it. Uh, you know, I thought Hussam made a great point yesterday about, you know, the Dolphins probably wanting to draft a running back, you know, wanting to draft like a bell cow with some mileage on his legs. Um, ooh, I, I already see the head shaking. And I do expect it to be a defense-heavy draft, Lewis. Like, I don't think they're going to use all their all their picks on running backs and tight ends. But w- what do you think are the most glaring team needs that you'd like to see the team address this offseason? Well, the most glaring team need, at least in my mind, is tight end. Because, obviously, the Mike Kosicki experiment did not work. Durham Smythe is not the long-term answer at tight end. I'm sorry. He's a very good backup. but That's arguable. 
I mean, he's he's at best, he's Deion Sims. That's what I would say. And Deion Sims was okay. He was uh, he was all right. But it's not like I'm looking at this guy and saying, yes, that's the guy who's going to be the guy that I want to run my tight end room. No, I'm sorry. I'm not having it. So somewhere down the line, they need to get a tight end who is not only a good blocker, but actually has some potential as a weapon. Is that Hunter Long? I don't know. I doubt it at this point. But you never know. (laughs) Stranger things have happened. People are late bloomers. So maybe who knows? There's also a possibility on that. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about is uh yeah Hussam, i know if they drafted properly yeah it would have been great fantastic i know i know <laughs> i know and so now the reason if, I if don't... they drafted properly we'd have justin herbert as our quarterback right now uh, <laughs> no. you read the hey, column below hey uh, hey hey Adano, hey, Adano, who made the playoffs uh who didn't actually play in the playoff game that they <laughs> who was concussed for that playoff game yeah and even without him playing the team still made it to the playoffs so why do we even need him? Uh, no, Herbert was there the whole time, and they still didn't make it. Well, that was close. It came down to the wire. Lewis, we have some uh, cap for life going. Cap always, cap, cap always thinks I'm an idiot. That's WTF. fine. I don't care. That's fine. He can, he, cap thinks I'm an idiot. I know he does. But anyway, <laughs> the reason I don't think running back is the biggest need is because, once again, the way that this team seems to function is that they are running back by committee team. And I'm fine yeah. with that. Bring back Raheem Mostert. Bring back Jeff Wilson. Find a third guy to act in the reserve role every once in a blue moon. And I'm perfectly happy with the running back room. That's exactly what the San Francisco 49ers had for a long time. And they may do. Now, yes, they went and got Christian McCaffrey. That was the like a great addition to their room. But did they need him? Not really. It was a luxury thing that they could afford. Miami has other needs that they have that are more important to what this offense requires than a running back. If you can find somebody who has maybe some tread on the wheel still, like there's a lot of talk about go get Dalvin Cook, who's probably going to be released. And Hussam is now shaking his head no. Mm. So, so there you go. So again, my I have, point I is, have my reasons, which many people would not understand. And mind you, I'm not saying... My, my, my yeah. reason is I've seen enough of Dalvin Cook scoring touchdowns at Hard Rock Stadium. I don't need to relive those memories of when he was a seminal. I mean, it would be, well, okay, Mr. Hurricane Man there, but okay, but that's a different discussion. Um, But yeah, I would say, again, running back is not the biggest need for Miami. I know that Cap wants a bell cow running back, but this team does not function on bell cow running backs. Go get Raheem Mostert back, get Jeff Wilson back, and then find some third young guy who's going to maybe just be the middle of whatever it is that they're missing between the two of them. And Miami's good at that front. I think yeah. tight end is more important. Offensive line continues to be more important until we have a line like the Philadelphia Eagles were boasting. And more importantly, again, find a linebacker. And, and okay, well, let's get into that here because um, before we even talk about the draft, free agency, Bobby Wagner is about to be released by the Rams. You know, they just signed him to a, a huge deal last offseason, and then turns out their team stunk. Uh, so, and mind you, Bobby Wagner did not suck with them. He was pretty good. He didn't. So listen, man, I I don't, and who some, you may have a better answer than me as to what, uh, what Bobby Wagner might cost this off season. But if you're the dolphins, you got to kick the tires on this one. I think, uh, I think they may have some interest given his expertise in a variety of different defenses, but I think the dolphins might go the, um, I don't know if they'll, they'll they'll take a swing at Bobby Wagner. You know, he's a little bit old. I mean, we know he can play, but what is his cost going to be? Mm. I mean, he's an aging veteran. He wouldn't cost that much. But in this type of defense, you want a young, fast, physical guy, whether it be 
through the draft, maybe like a Jack Campbell or a Dayon Henley, um, somebody who can also play off ball, can play, um, can also blitz the passer. But then you also have a decision like Andrew Van Ginkle. Are you going to keep him? Or are you going to sign him since he's, since he's a free agent? What is his, his cost going to be like? Um, I'm not so well-versed on the middle linebacker market. There's not a lot of good value out there. And the only two good linebackers there are Levante David and Bobby Wagner. And then you have scheme fits. Now like I'm Edgar shaking my White. head. Yeah. You have scheme fits brought up- like Kaiser White and TJ Edwards and Bobby Okarik. Okay, hold on. Let's go downstairs to Lewis. What made you shake your head about Levante Alfa- David? Listen, Alfredo Arteaga has talked about it in OnlyFans. By the way, three dollars yeah. a month for the best Dolphins talk around. As far as you get off of Twitter and go to OnlyFans, you'll have get, a get off OnlyFans and go to OnlyFans. Way there better value. <laughs> yeah, better value all the way. But <laughs> like I, the the idea that Levante David is like somehow better than like are are you gonna are you signing? Levante David or Levante David's uh, reanimated corpse at this point. Like that's the problem. He's like, just like Bobby Wagner. He is on the older side. Yes. But between the two of them, it's pretty obvious who had the better season. So it's very simple at that point. I I I want the guy. I I will say last free agency, the Dolphins did want to go after Kaiser White as an off ball linebacker. He can also play in the middle linebacker position. He went to the Eagles instead. Um, he's a free agent, might get Kaiser White. Who knows? I mean, Vic Fangio got to see him in action, right? Yeah. So there's always that possibility. You know, speak, speaking of, uh, of Vic Fangio, just talking about a player the Dolphins have, you know, a midseason acquisition last year. Uh, Fangio has worked with Bradley Chubb before. I mean, Lewis, are you, are you expecting a uh, – when it comes to the formation he's going to be playing with under Fangio and the fact that they've got history and rapport from Fangio's time in Denver, uh, are you seeing – are, are you uh, expecting a bit of a revival for Bradley Chubb, who had his moments last year but, you know, didn't – to me, didn't set the world on fire last season after the trade deadline? Well, I'm still in the first of all, I just want to mention that I'm still in the I'm still in the camp that Bradley Chubb's presence gave Jalen Phillips a chance to truly yeah. unleash himself, That's because true. it's not always about the produ- the production that you make. Well, once upon a time, remember this guy that we talk about for many years, it was Christian Wilkins. This year, we love him. A couple years ago, he, we didn't love him so much. But was it just because he wasn't good? No, his role was different. His role was essentially make it so that other people could do their job. And that's what he was doing a fantastic job of in the years prior. Now this year, he's mostly doing the job himself. And so he starts to flash a lot more. Suddenly we love Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins is no longer because there were literally people. And I'm sure you remember this, Dono, Hassan too, that Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people saying, oh, that Christian Wilkins was just another first round bust. Just another Jared Odrick, another dude who they drafted. who was unspectacular. He was okay. He was all right. But now we're like, oh, Christian Wilkins, we got to keep him. We got to keep him around. He's like one of the best guys on the team how do you like he was probably really good the whole time it's just we never noticed because his job was a lot different than what we were expecting it to be so Bradley Chubb shows up in Miami and all of a sudden Jalen Phillips doesn't have to work as hard because now they're trying to put extra resources on stopping Bradley Chubb from doing what he's known for and so Jalen Phillips gets to explode now you have Bradley Chubb and it's going to be a different scheme I get it so maybe there will be more production because the scheme itself we all know it wasn't the best for what we were hoping for because there were a lot of flaws with what Josh Boyer was trying to get the defense to do. But maybe so now Bradley Chubb will do more. But I still expect that it's going to be the Jalen Phillips show next year, not Bradley Chubb. And that is not a bad thing. That is just this is the end result of teams trying to adapt and you can't cover everybody. 
I love it. Uh, let me pick up on this conversation right after we talk about prize picks. Prizepicks.com, guys, I'm looking at the field tonight. Again, it feels like my Heat haven't played in a year and a half. Going up against Milwaukee, no Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight. So uh, I, I, I like uh, some Heat players putting up numbers. Our guy Jimmy Butler, his over-under for points at prize picks is 21 and a half right now. Bam Adebayo, I, you know, I, I, I could swear I saw him earlier today at 21 and a half. Now he's down to 20 and a half. I've actually, guys, my strategy throughout the season has been including as many Bam Adebayo overs in my prize pick selections as possible because he's having a fantastic year. And for some reason, the expectations seem to seem to underestimate Adebayo a little bit. So I'm thinking about going Bam over 20 and a half on my selection tonight. Uh, Caleb Barton over under eight and a half. I'll have to think about that one. Uh, I wonder, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see anything for Kevin Love. So I, I guess they just don't have enough of a, of a handle as to what kind of a role he's going to play in the heat rotation tonight. Uh, it's too bad because I'd love to see what kind of a number they put out for him. But guys, what you do, prize picks, you sign up. It just takes seconds, minutes, prizepicks.com or the prize picks mobile app. And when you sign up, use our code five. That's F-I-V-E, spell it out. Use our code five, and they're going to match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Now, you're not like sending your money to uh, like a Chinese weather balloon company. Like this is in the United States, fully legal in almost every state in the country, including the state of Florida, prize picks. So it's easy to put your money in. It's very easy to get your money out. There's not no Tennessee like, foreign... yet. Right. Oh, not Tennessee. Well, who's not in Tennessee? Me. Uh, I know Hussam's not in Tennessee. Lewis, my father's in Tennessee, in Tennessee right now. Oh, your father! Oh, poor dad. You gotta, I, have you gotta get him. I, I have to bet for him now. From now, you got to get him VPN or something, <laughs> so he can so he can do it. I, I don't, you know, I I don't know if it's legal for me to even say that. But prize Nord- is, yeah, prize pick. Oh, so we do. Yeah, that's right. We have a we have a VPN sponsor on the network. So there you do go. We? I don't know. Um, I haven't heard from them for a while. I I, I think really? I need to talk to Alf. I need to see if we can okay. get them to re- to. to to re-up with them okay i like it well <laughs> whether they re-up or not i know prize picks is all in so sign up prize, prize picks, picks is all in yeah prize picks mobile app use our code five and they're going to match your first deposit up to 100 dollars. make sure you don't forget to put in our code because then you're only depriving yourself of doubling your deposit you simply select two three four five players predict if they're going to go over or under various stat projections and if you get all your predictions correct whether it's two three four five you win real money prize picks truly is daily fantasy made easy uh so Husam, I, I can't remember where we left off on that conversation uh honestly because we when were, I talk we were about, talking about what what the dolphins need to focus on in a free agency or uh spots that they have weaknesses well and okay and and that's a good question because i know you're a big uh draft guru uh and obviously free agency starts before the draft so that can change draft boards right depending on what you bring in in free agency so are there any positions who you feel that the dolphins should be looking at veterans before they look at rookies in the draft yeah right tackle um i i still think the dolphins need help uh along the offensive line i mean we we put up the tweet right had they managed the draft properly in 2021 you wouldn't have Liam Meikenberg, who you don't know if he's going to be the starting left guard. And you wouldn't have drafted Hunter Long, who hasn't done anything. Instead, you could have gotten Creed Humphrey, who's an all-pro center, and PFF's highest-graded center. You could have also drafted Quinn Miners, who's a right guard, for uh, the Denver Broncos, and they run the same scheme and system that they did with Hackett. And you still could have had Teron Armstead, 
Robert Hunt would have shifted to the right tackle position, and he would have would have would have had Connor Williams as your uh, left guard. Like that would have been a stacked offensive line, and your run game could get better. Now, yeah, I I do think that the Dolphins will go after a right tackle this free agency. Will they give a bag to this right tackle? I I do have three guys circled on my list for a right tackle, and it includes. Uh, the number one option, Mike McGlinchey uh, from the San Francisco 49ers. I do think his asking price will be high. Uh, he's represented by Jimmy Sexton and CAA. They're yeah. pretty damn good agency. Um, he's expected to get 15 to maybe $16 million a year. I don't know if the Dolphins can have that uh, type of money. If it is true that Ryan Ramchick just got cut by the Saints, I'd be all over that. First first I'm hearing of it, but if, um, if he did, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going all in. If that is a thing, I'm I'm going after him as well. You also have uh, Caleb McGarry, but uh, McGarry's been, you know, off and on in his uh, first four four years in the league. Last year was probably his best year. Um, he's probably gonna gonna get maybe seventeen, eighteen million dollars um, a year just because the right tackle class or the offensive line class isn't that good, and he's one of the top names. And then the third one is Andrew Wiley from the Chiefs. Now, Andrew Wiley is a bit interesting because a lot of people just dogged on him um, a lot with his pressure numbers and his sack numbers. But when your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, who moves around in the pocket and runs around like a chick without his head and still makes plays, um, he may get sacked or pressured uh, a lot compared to regular pro style, um, you know, pro style pocket passing. And I mean, Andrew Wiley did a fantastic, fantastic job up against that monstrous, monstrous Eagles defensive line, which has Dominic Sue, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Um, who, there's a lot of good players along that defensive line, and he kept Mahomes upright. No sacks were given at all in that game, and he's going to command less than $8 million a year, according to over the counter. Uh, I'm sorry, over, over the cap and spot track. So I, I do think they need to focus on right tackle for sure. And free agency. You co-sign on that, Lewis. I mean, absolutely. They need to fix the right tackle position. Again, I keep saying this over and over again, is that fix the offensive line and everything will be wonderful. Yeah. And I just, I just messaged that because people are saying Ryan Ramsick from the saints. got it's pretty big. It's not, it's not, he didn't. That's a pretty big difference being yeah. structure. <laughs> Yeah, he did not get cut. He got he yeah. got more of his money earlier is what happened. And just uh, now. The, the other thing is, too, McGlinchey comes from the 49er system, which Mike McDaniel basically reshuffled yeah. for the Dolphins. Same scheme, same system. You have familiarity with Mike McGlinchey as well. You know, you were the pass game coordinator as uh, – I'm sorry, the run game coordinator right. with, the, with the 49ers and de facto offensive coordinator. So uh, maybe they become the 49ers of the East with yeah. – uh, if they re-sign Raheem Monster, Jeff Wilson, and get Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, you know, the, team with, that, uh, the team that tries to go far with a, a mediocre quarterback and everything else is in great shape. We can be I, I, better to be the 49ers of the East than uh, than the Dolphins of the East right now, eh? Listen, I, uh, I, I, that's more bait. I'm not going to even take it. So with that <laughs> being said, I absolutely think that Mike McGlinchey is honestly the perfect fit. Yes, he's going to require some money, but if the Saints are – proof positive of anything is that you can manipulate the salary cap in many different ways. Yeah. So all you have to do, in my opinion, anyway, is get Christian Wilkins, extension, make him a very low hit to start off. Just like everything else in the world, Mm -hmm. guarantee somebody's money some more. Like we're obviously going to hang on to Tyreek Hill for a good long while. Give 
restructure his contract, give him more money right up front, and we can save up some more cap space for that. And you and then you can pay you can pay Zach Sealer, right? And pay Zach Sealer, absolutely. Like uh there was actually reports from um God, why am I Drew Rosenhaus, right? I can't believe I almost blanked on his name. Drew Rosenhaus was saying that's gonna be a top priority for him. And honestly, I agree. Get keep this guy in Miami. Him, Christian Wilkins, and all that defensive line juice that they've got, keep it. All of it. It's yeah. that Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins are the modern day Tim Bowens and Daryl Gardner as far so as let me, ask you this, well Lewis, and, uh, well let me ask you this, Lewis and uh uh Donald. I'm doing a poll on on the account and I'm 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 thinking about some of these free agents that, that the Dolphins have currently on their roster that they may try to resign or let them walk. I mean, the consensus on the tight end is you let Mike Gusecki walk. Uh, yeah. He doesn't fit the system. But what about Andrew Van Ginkle? Do you keep him? Mm. Do you resign him to a team-friendly deal? Or do you let him walk? I, I, I would sign him to a team-friendly deal unless that uh, takes you cap-wise out of the running for keeping someone else that may be a higher priority. But my Van Ginkle, to me, has he's been a priority the last couple seasons. Okay, 76, 76% of uh, our followers agree with you, Dono. Yeah. Lewis. I mean, I, I would love to keep Andrew Van Ginkle, but here's my issue. There's a lot of pieces on defense that I also want to stick around. Because that's instance, my thing. It's it's not it's not a sure thing. Like I, I've got to see the whole tapestry before I decide. Like like Van Ginkle to me is not a must keep. It's more of I would love to keep him. Yeah, but, and the thing is, is also to consider what are you what what role is Andrew Van Ginkle going to be playing? Is he a special teamer? Is he a pass rusher? Because if his role is pass rusher, and instead of giving him like whatever six million dollars to stick around, I would rather invest that six million dollars back into Melvin Ingram, because at least now he'll be able to keep fresh throughout the season. And we all saw what kind of an impact Melvin Ingram had. And all due respect to Andrew Van Ginkle, he did not ever have an impact like Melvin Ingram did in the one year he's been here. I would and love to bring him 71, back. 71 percent of our followers want to resign. Melvin Ingram. Again, I'm not. So that, that I, one's I'm a not lower. A, that's a lower number than AVG. I, I, I get. Well, look, looking at the poll, the Melvin yeah. Ingram poll got almost 1,150 votes, while the AVG poll got less than 500. Okay, because I would, I, I would obviously, if I had to choose one or the other, unfortunately, I'm voting AVG off the island, and I'm keeping Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said because this is here's the dichotomy that we're having here. Just because you're old doesn't mean you're washed up. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of older players, Bobby Wagner being one of them. He's on the older side, but he can still ball. Melvin Ingram is on the older side. He can still ball. Teron Armstead is no spring chicken. He's not exactly ancient, but he can still ball. Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. He's, yeah. I mean. Yeah, for, for a corner, he's Howard. getting there. What is he? He's, he's 30, right? I mean, you know, I, I, again, I personally don't feel like, again, this is why I feel like just because you're on the older side does not mean that you can't play. How old was especially, Brent? Especially though, when you're talking about a team that is, they're, they're in win now mode. Like it, it doesn't mean you have to shorten your window, but it, it, this is a team that is built that they should be competing for titles is currently constructed. So you, you can make exceptions for some older players because you're not, I think somebody in the chat described it as uh, cap for life talked about kicking the can down the road i don't i, I don't think know he's talking he's... about he's talking about restructuring contracts i think but oh, I the see. point that i wanted to make here is that if you look back like the recent super bowl winners includes tom brady's buccaneers right mm -hmm. they must have been the oldest team in the nfl 
like the oldest team in the NFL. And they managed to get it done. Sometimes you just need a bunch of dudes who just know what the heck they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think the Dolphins have a litany of veteran players that have played in the playoffs. Connor Williams, Teron Armstead, Tyreek Hill. I mean, Trent Sherfield and River Creek Craft with the San Francisco uh, 49ers, Raheem Monster, Jeff Wilson. Along the defense, they have Brad- Bradley Chubb, I believe, was on the team when uh, Von Miller won Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl 50, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, correct I believe me so. If- I believe Correct so. me yeah. if I'm wrong. Uh, not sure about Byron Jones. If he's played in the playoffs with the Cowboys, maybe if they made it in 2016, 2017. They made the playoffs. They were there. Yeah. Um, thinking about uh, Melvin Ingram. Roberts. Yeah, Melvin Ingram. Alandon Roberts with the Patriots. I mean, they have a lot of veterans on that roster that have playoff and even Super Bowl experience. Yeah. Well, let me let you guys each get a last word in here because I I, got to run uh, in a moment uh, for some parenting duties. So, Hussam, before we uh, we hit the unplug button on this broadcast, is there anything you'd like to say or promote? Yeah, make sure you guys stick around. You know, after 30 minutes, me and Alf will be talking to an NFL prospect. We'll be talking to Boston College safety, uh, Jaden Woodbay. We'll be talking about his time. at Boston College and Florida State, um, the NFL Combine, which he may be going to, and his potential fit the, with the Miami Dolphins. I love it. What about you, Lewis? Anything you'd like to plug, promote, or say? It'll be at 5 p.m. Make sure you guys stick around. Love it. Um, probably the one thing I want to mention is that uh, start on Tuesday, we're going to be doing another episode of Pulse of Fins Nation. I've already set it up with Ron, so we'll be back for that. And uh, there may be some other things in the works. Uh, just uh, stay tuned. Okay, that, that sounds good. Um, I, I really have nothing to say except, um, you know, watch, watch all the uh, all, all the content I put out every day. Um, you know, I, I, I work really hard on uh, on Locked on Canes, if you guys can check that out. I, I work hard here as well on the Five Reasons Sports Network, so make sure you support the entire network. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Three Yards Per Carry audio podcast feed because these episodes do go into that feed uh, for audio only. So in case, like, you know, you, you don't want to look at my beautiful face because it gives you too much temptation. You'd rather just hear the audio only version. I understand. Uh, you can check that out on the three yards per carry feed. So huge thanks to Simon, Alf and Chris for allowing us to host this show there as well. So, yeah, make sure you check out everybody's work. Lewis's Pulse of Finns Nation. Hussam uh, with Alf later today on the, uh, the, the, the scout. What is it called? The, the scouting combine? It's called the Scouting Combine. I love it. I got it right finally. All right. We will talk to you guys again. Uh, I think I'll be back in this chair on Monday for another episode of the Extra Yard on the Five Reasons Sports Network. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.